One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, I'm Tara Saraban, and you're listening to World's Dumbest Criminals, an upbeat podcast about deadbeat crims. If you're keen to hear about the most ridiculous, bizarre, and downright stupid crimes and criminals in the world ever, you've come to the right place. In today's episode, I'll be talking about a Russian con woman and alleged murderer on the lam in New York robbing internet dates and trying to kill her beautician with poisoned cheesecake, as well as a Florida woman in clown makeup chasing cars on a country road, a naked tradie who ran after a car thief, and much more. Alrighty, let's get cracking. Shoplifting a fur coat is never a good idea. They're big and bulky and clearly a vanity item. You can't eat them, you don't need them, and where the heck are you going to put them when trying to sneak out of the store undetected? Shoplifting two fur coats at the same time is doubly daft. But if you're a Russian fugitive on the lam in Brooklyn after fleeing a murder charge, shoplifting two fur coats is idiocy in the extreme. It also would have taken a certain level of arrogance, but I suppose you don't get to be a con woman and alleged murderer without having an overly self-confident spring in your step. Victoria Nasibova was arrested in May 2016 for stealing two furs worth $532 from a Century 21 store, but due to some system glitches, she wasn't flagged as an international fugitive at the time. This seemed to confirm her suspicions that she was above the law and emboldened her to do her very worst. Clearly the shoplifting is the least criminal thing Victoria got up to, so strap yourselves in, we're in for a wild ride. While living in Western Russia in 2014, 38-year-old buxom brunette Victoria befriended her 54-year-old neighbour, Ala Alexinko. Unemployed, cash-strapped former dominatrix Victoria was on the lookout for a money-making scam at the time, because it's not like she'd even bother saying hello to someone she wasn't trying to swindle. Allah had recently received $52,000 from selling her late mother's house. Victoria's eyes turned into dollar signs and poor, unsuspecting Allah's days were numbered. In an affidavit filed in U.S. Immigration Court, Allah's daughter, Nadia Ford, described her mother's relationship with Victoria and how she had alienated her mother from those she was closest to. She sent her text messages from an unknown number accusing her live-in boyfriend, Yevgeny Shabalin, of being a scam artist who wanted to steal Allah's money and apartment and warned her that she was in danger. 
This may be the best example of the pot calling the kettle black that has ever existed. That phone number was later investigated and tracked to the exact geographical locations where Victoria was when the anonymous text messages were sent. After Victoria spent months orchestrating the exit of Yevgeny, Allah eventually broke up with him. But it wasn't just her boyfriend Victoria was plotting against. Nadia said she talked badly about all mum's friends in the course of several months and manipulated her into distancing from everybody but her. On October 5th, 2014, Victoria allegedly put her diabolical plan into action. Nadia stated, That Sunday I couldn't get in touch with her. I called her millions of times, but her phone was off. She always answered. We always spoke. She always kept her phone charged. Allah was supposed to meet up with a friend that day, but didn't show up or contact them, which was very out of character. Phone records later showed that Victoria had been the last person to speak to her. Nadia received a text message claiming to be from her mother soon after her disappearance. It read, Sweetie, don't worry about me. I'll notify you about where I am soon enough. Allah's son also received messages from someone claiming to be his mother. The all-caps text did not ring true to the way his mother spoke. One said, Don't look for me and let me live mine. Another said, I am happy now. My life is good. I will pray for you. Alice's children searched her house following her disappearance and found that over $17,000 in cash and jewellery had been taken, along with documents relating to properties she owned and some ID. The messages sent to Alice's children were written after traffic camera footage appeared to show her slumped dead in the passenger seat of a car Victoria was driving on the day she disappeared. Alice's badly burned remains were discovered several weeks later in a village next to Victoria's hometown. As the remains were skeletal, a cause of death was unable to be determined, but the general assumption is that she was poisoned, for reasons that will become clear. Before Allah's body was discovered, Victoria was brought in for questioning by the authorities. During the police interview, she was unmoved when she was shown the video of Allah's lifeless body in the front seat of a rental car that she herself was driving. Despite the clear evidence to the contrary, Victoria kept repeating that she was in the car alone. She also failed a lie detector test so badly that her pants caught on fire. Nadia later told media she was lying when answering negatively if she knew where Allah was, what happened to her, and took any part in Allah's disappearance. When detectives got lie detector results, they called her in for more questioning, but she'd left the country by then. The Russian investigation wound up getting stalled due to a dirty cop who was banging Victoria at the time and deliberately sabotaged the investigation. In court documents, the officer is quoted as saying, I had sex with her, but only after she murdered Allah. Um, does that make it better than having sex with her before she murdered her? From a moral point of view, it's way worse. But from a I wasn't involved in the murder point of view, it's better. 
I mean, assuming there is such a concept of better in a horrendous situation like this. Officer can't keep it in his pants was suspended from the police department later that year, hopefully for a long time. Using a fake passport and the money she'd stolen from Allah, Victoria moved to New York in November 2014 in an effort to outrun any future murder charges. You see, she was also a suspect in the murders of a former boyfriend and the buyer of an apartment in Russia that she'd sold. Once in New York, Victoria rented a room in an apartment in Sheepshead Bay, Brooklyn, and did not in any way act like a woman on the run from the law. Instead of laying low, she cultivated a glamorous lifestyle, posing in many a duck-lipped selfie on Facebook to boast about her diamonds and furs, paid for by the men she manipulated with her boobs made of lies. If you're going to pretend to be a well-off socialite, duping men into supporting your lifestyle by batting your eyelashes at them, you simply must have eyelash extensions, darling. If you're not rocking overly mascaraed spider leg looking eyelashes longer than your fake fingernails, how will the rich men know where to make it rain? But if you're going to be sitting around getting eyelash extensions done, you may as well be multitasking by working a con on the beautician doing the procedure for you. Victoria worked her skeevy charm to befriend her beautician Olga Civic. She was a 35-year-old Ukrainian woman who spoke Russian and bore a resemblance to Victoria as both had long dark hair and a similar complexion. Victoria figured she might as well murder Olga and steal her identity. She ran the long con for around six months, then she made an appointment with Olga at her queen's home. Olga later reflected on this to the Daily News, saying, She came all the way from Brooklyn. I thought it was stupid. Why would she come from so far away? On August 28, 2016, Victoria rocked up at Olga's place for her appointment, bearing a gift of poisoned cheesecake. It was laced with finazepam, which is a powerful Russian-made tranquilizer. Olga ate some of the tainted cheesecake and promptly threw up. Furious that her plan had been thwarted, Victoria travelled all the way to Olga's house in Queens the very next day to try to finish the job. This time she feigned concern about her health and brought her poisoned chicken soup. After Olga ate the soup, she slipped into a coma that lasted for three whole days. Victoria quickly got to work, allegedly stealing her passport, authorization card, a gold ring and cash from Olga's apartment. She then staged the scene to make it look like Olga had committed suicide. Olga's landlord discovered her later that day dressed in lingerie with pills scattered around her body and called for an ambulance. The pills contained the Russian tranquilizer Phenazepam, which tests reveal was in the chicken soup and the cheesecake. Victoria finally popped up on the NYPD's radar in 2017 after multiple men she'd met on dating websites reported that she'd drugged them and robbed them after they passed out. Not one to let a greedy urge go unsatisfied, she also allegedly robbed a pawnbroker after she tried to hawk her victim's jewellery. 
During this investigation, police discovered an international warrant for Victoria's arrest in the 2014 murder of Allah Alexinko. Allah's daughter Nadia was living in New York when she was informed by the Russian authorities that her mother's alleged murderer was also in the same area. Of course, this was terrible and frightening news for Nadia, but she recognised it as an opportunity to help catch her mother's killer. She hired a private detective named Herman Weisberg to track down Victoria. We know by now that Victoria doesn't like lying low and considers herself invincible, which might be why she made yet another completely stupid move. Only this time there would finally be consequences for her actions. While drinking with her flatmates in Sheepshead Bay, Victoria told them that she'd murdered someone in Russia. At first they assumed she was joking, but she insisted she was telling the truth. Later they googled her and discovered that she was indeed wanted for murder in Russia and they called the police to report her. Herman the PI discovered that Victoria had a Facebook profile the authorities weren't aware of. He told the media, After poring over pictures, I realised the stitching on the leather car seat in one of her selfies was unique to a high-end Chrysler. I then had my surveillance team scour Sheepshead Bay until we found the vehicle. Victoria was arrested by the NYPD on an open warrant for the alleged robberies of her online dates after Herman told investigators her location. After her arrest, Victoria remained her delightful, humble self. She took part in TV interviews where she insisted she hadn't done the things she was accused of. She said the men who accused her of drugging and robbing them were liars who will be washed in filth at trial. When asked about poisoning Olga with the cheesecake, she replied, Olga must have pulled the poisoned cheesecake from under her pillow. I can't say I know what that means, but it sounds pretty shady. In news to nobody, Victoria will not be winning any Miss Congeniality titles in prison. She's already been in two fights, and of course she wants us to believe she didn't start either of them. She claimed in the first incident, a fellow inmate spat in her food, so she said, I got up and punched her in the face. In the second incident, on January 3rd, 2018, she said she was beaten up by other inmates for no reason. Anyway, she says she's been mistreated in prison, not enough fur coats. And the only thing keeping her going is fantasizing about the sweet taste of revenge. I hope it tastes like poisoned cheesecake. In an interview with a Russian reporter, she said, the only thing that keeps me going is the thought of revenge against those who have wronged me. They are making my life unbearable, and I will do all I can to make this jail's life unbearable. Whether or not she manages to make the entire jail's life unbearable, it looks like Victoria is in the clear for the murder of Ala Alexenko and the other possible murders, as Russia does not have an extradition treaty with the US. Victoria does, however, have a 10-count indictment against her in America, including counts for attempted murder, burglary and assault, 
and faces up to 25 years in prison. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Some dogs chase cars due to an instinctive urge to chase anything that moves. Others do it out of playfulness or territorial instincts. Why a topless mother of three in clown makeup would chase cars is a different story. In October 2016, the Montgomery County Sheriff's Office received multiple calls about a partially dressed woman in circus makeup and a stocking cap who witnesses had seen chasing cars on a country road and jumping in and out of traffic. When the deputies knocked on her door, Candace Creedle answered in a sports bra, pyjama pants and a stocking cap with clown makeup on her face and body. She was chugging a beer. The country's emergency call centre said they'd received four threatening phone calls from Candace, wherein she berated the operators and cursed them out. That must have been when she was having some downtime from chasing cars. In response to the police asking her why she'd been so mean and shouty to the 911 dispatchers, Candace, who police say was intoxicated, said that she did it because they need to do their jobs. Although she initially denied chasing cars on the road and jumping out in front of vehicles, she later admitted to it. This was possibly because the likelihood of there being two women who met the description chasing cars in the country area was very unlikely. 37-year-old Candace was subsequently arrested on charges of disorderly conduct, public intoxication and making non-emergency 911 calls, and she was held on $1,500 bond. Now it's time for Legend of the Week. After talking about dumb criminals all episode, I'd like to highlight a hero, two-legged or otherwise, who went out of their way to help stop a crime. Late one night in 2018, 29-year-old Stephen Cullen and his girlfriend Nicola Baldwin were minding their own business, watching TV naked in bed, as you do, in their house in Newcastle, England. Their nude viewing was rudely interrupted by the panicked wailing of Stephen's Range Rover alarm. Rufus Stephen told the son, That car's my pride and joy. There's no way that anyone was stealing it. To save his precious vehicle, Stephen leapt into action. Thinking to himself, gravity be damned, he went to jump out the window of their second-story bedroom. After a few wise words from Nicola, he decided instead to sprint down the stairs in naked pursuit of the would-be car thief. Nicola took a moment to throw on a robe before following her gung-ho boyfriend downstairs. When she got outside, she saw a teenage guy in the driver's seat who was trying to hotwire the car. 
Stephen ran down the garden path in all his naked glory to intercept the teen before he had a chance to drive off. At the sight of a big nude dude running towards him, the teen jumped out of the car and tried to scamper off, but without his clothes to hold him back, Stephen was very fast indeed. The wannabe thief said, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, to Stephen as he wrestled him to the ground. Stephen noted, The guy realised I was naked. He didn't know where to put his hands. By now, all the neighbours had come outside to Sticky Beak at the R-rated action going down in their street. Like a fisherman who catches a fish that's too small and throws it back, Stephen let the thief go when he realised how young he was. Although the cops managed to track him down, Stephen declined to press charges, saying, Everyone deserves a second chance. He seemed happy enough just to have the bragging rights, proclaiming to the media, I'm the naked ninja. To finish up, I have a few punchline crimes for you. These are cases with hardly any information available, and they sound more like jokes than something that actually happened. A police officer in Birmingham, England, led a double life, supplementing his income by laundering hundreds of thousands of dollars for brothels in London on the side. He may have continued to do so for a lot longer had he not drawn attention to himself by arriving for work at the police station in a $260,000 Ferrari. This dingbat decision resulted in him being investigated by the West Midlands Police Counter-Corruption Unit. He eventually admitted to conspiracy to run a brothel, conspiracy to launder money, and possession of Class A drugs with intent to supply, and was sentenced to seven years in prison. In October this year, a burglar in India stole the equivalent of 500 Australian dollars and jewellery from a government official while his house was unoccupied for a fortnight. Although that haul is nothing to be sneezed at, the burglar was expecting to find a lot more when he robbed the property in the fancy upmarket area. In fact, he was so disappointed, he used the government officer's notepad and pen and took the time to leave the residence a note. In it, he asked why they had even bothered to lock the house if there was no money in there to steal. Fussy? Uh, 26-year-old Florida man Relliford Cooper was indulging in a spot of drink driving when the police noticed his car swerving all over the road. When they signalled for him to pull over, he did the opposite, leading them on a high-speed chase. He ran through two stop signs and a number of ditches before crashing into a house. He then bolted from the scene and hid in a nearby church bathroom where he was apprehended by the police. As he was being handcuffed, he told the cops, I wasn't driving that car. My dog was driving that car. No dog was found at the scene. Either he was lying, or invisible driving dogs are a thing that actually exists in Florida. This brings me to the end of the episode. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe if you want to stay up to date with all future episodes. 
If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. Thanks to Feline Friend from the USA for doing just that. If you want more dumb criminals in your life, you could join our World's Dumbest Criminals podcast Facebook group or follow us on Twitter at WDCriminalsPod and Instagram at World's Dumbest Criminals Podcast. If you'd like to support the show and get access to ad-free episodes, monthly bonus episodes and a variety of merchandise, head on over to patreon.com forward slash World's Dumbest Criminals. Thanks so much, Ambera Tolbert, for becoming a new patron this week. Stay tuned after the closing music to hear a promo from my friend Michael's podcast, Murder Mile UK True Crime. Till next week, look after yourself, stay out of trouble, and whatever you do, don't end up on this podcast. Hey friends, I'm Michael, host of the Murder Mile UK True Crime Podcast. I would be delighted if you joined me every Thursday for a walk through the untold, unsolved and long-forgotten murders of London's West End. Featuring hundreds of fascinating true crime tales you won't hear anywhere else. If you're looking for something different, the award-winning and highly acclaimed Murder Mile UK True Crime Podcast is researched using the original police files. It's presented as a dramatization. Each episode is crafted as a labor of love, and it focuses on the victims' lives in an honest, detailed, and sympathetic way. Season five has just begun, so why not treat yourself to more than 150 episodes? If that sounds like your cup of tea, search for the Murder Mile UK True Crime Podcast. Thank you. 